Welcome to episode 78 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season 8. We are one spirit, one soul, and together we are creating a library of stories and life lessons. I am your host Hamida and I want to bring you stories because stories matter, stories inspire, stories teach, and stories heal. Hello to my listeners from sunny California. Before we begin, I would like to remind those who have not subscribed to Sharing Life Lessons' new YouTube channel to please do so. The link is in the show notes. The good thought or positive thought to begin today's episode is something that Sarah Waite posted on LinkedIn. The author is unknown and it reads, There is not enough room in your mind for both worry and faith. You must decide which one gets to live there. What I like about this quote is that the decision is all mine. As you will hear in today's episode, there are many values and beliefs that our parents, spouses, relatives, and friends have been able to impart on us over the years. But this choice is mine alone. No one can make this choice for me. And I personally choose faith. I have full faith that everything works out and will continue to work out for me in life. Our guest for today who is also known as Funny Brown Girl, is a multifaceted creative. Utilizing comedy and improv, she delivers engaging keynote speeches, workshops, and coaching to students and corporate executives. Everyone, please join me in welcoming Shireen Kasam. Shireen, welcome to Sharing Life Lessons. It is wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you for accepting to be a guest. I reached out to you via LinkedIn because... I saw a post by you, but I was taken by what you call yourself and you call yourself Florida's funniest female. Please start us off by telling us something about yourself, including why you're Florida's funniest female. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on your show. So I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, A little bit about me. I'm Sharon Kasim. I consider myself a multifaceted creative. So I am a stand-up comedian. I call myself Florida's Funniest Female because there was actually a competition for Florida's Funniest Female and I won the competition. So I've kept the title. I'm not sure if the competition still happens, but once you get the title, you get the title. You are forever (laughs) the crowned Florida's Funniest Female. So I, that is why I call myself that. But when I actually started doing comedy, I used to call myself Funny Brown Girl because I didn't want anyone to know my real identity. So that is also why I call myself Funny Brown Girl in my email, in my social media. So I'm a multifaceted creative. I'm a stand-up comedian. I host a podcast as well called Creative Breakthrough, focused on creatives of color and how to win and strategize to get to the top. I'm also a marketing manager at a entertainment company. And then I run my own small business as well in the health and wellness space. Okay, so you're someone who wears many hats. Yes, because I get bored very easily because as most creatives know, we can't focus on one thing at a time. For the listeners, sometimes you hear one theme, one big story that has impacted the guest in their lives, or sometimes you hear many stories, but with Shireen, we are going to hear two stories. So Shireen, ready for your first one? Sure. So, I mean, you guys can't see me as you're listening to me, but I am a brown female living in the United States. I'm Muslim. My parents came here as immigrants from Africa. And as many immigrants would know, if you're listening, our parents gave us three jobs that we could have, three careers. We could be a businesswoman, we could be a lawyer, or we could be a doctor. So when I went to college, I was actually pre-med and computer science. 
I, I didn't make it past pre-med and then I had to drop computer science because my brain just was not, not functioning to do programming. And so I studied to become a businesswoman, which I am doing today, but not at the point where my dad would like me to do. But I was living this like this structured life where I did whatever my parents told me to do. I went and got a job on Wall Street in New York. Then I went into consulting, worked for Amazon. I, I did everything they said. And then one day I had a friend staying with me and she wanted to go to a comedy show. Now, this was back in the day I'm, I'm dating myself. This was before Netflix. This was before you could just lay on your couch and watch comedy. You actually had to put on pants and buy a ticket and go to a show. And so we did that. And I'm sitting in this show and it's my first time watching live comedy. I'm in my mid twenties and something just struck me in that moment. As I was watching these guys, it was mostly men taking the stage. I just thought to myself, they could be using this platform for so many other things, but yet here I am listening about stories about their dog and about failed relationships and women and all these things that as a woman of color, especially being Muslim after 9-11, I was like, wait, we could actually have a platform to talk to people. So after the show, I got cocky and I'm not a cocky person. I was very shy, very timid. I was very quiet. Like I had that immigrant personality, like only speak if spoken to, never raise your voice, never offer an opinion without being asked for an opinion. I was just going to say that that's <laughs> the big one with us. Never voice your opinion. Right. And during college, I actually had some incidents with other people of color and immigrants and South Asians, especially within the community where I was told, you're a woman, you are not supposed to speak. You are not supposed to be talking about these things. It doesn't matter how serious these topics are, you're a woman. And they silenced me. And so I had carried that with me for so many years, this, this silence, this inability to be heard. And so after the show, I got a little cocky and I went up to the, the guy who sold us the tickets and I said, I want my money back. And he goes, why? And I said, well, I didn't find the show funny. And I know I don't ever, ever do that at a comedy show because now that I perform comedy, I would, I would not be happy. Don't ever do that. And don't come up to the performers and tell us that we're not funny because comedy is subjective and you're, you can have your own opinions, but you do not need to share it with us. <laughs> so, but I didn't know this at the time, right? So I go up and I ask for my money back and he says, why? I said, I didn't find it funny. And he said, it's not that easy to make people laugh. And I said, well, it can't be that hard. <laughs> so so he, he said he would give me my money back if I came back and performed on his stage. I asked him, how do you even become a comedian? Like I had no idea. I never fathomed this as a career choice or even as a hobby. Again, growing up, all the hobbies that I was allowed to do were any hobbies that would get you into college. Mm -hmm. Anything else you were not supposed to pursue. Even in college, I wasn't allowed to take courses or classes that were too fun. So no creative writing classes because my dad was like, that's not going to help you in your career path. So he, he signed me up for class. He showed me a book to read. And then I came back and I did a set on his stage and I fell in love with comedy. I mean, the rush that I got that night, just everybody's attention is on you and you can share your life story with them. And they have to listen because one, they paid for it, but two, they have to listen. <laughs> And that changed the trajectory of my life. That show, that, that instance of getting on stage changed the trajectory of my life. All of a sudden, here I was, this woman in my mid-20s who had been silenced, who had lost her confidence, who was, I would say, semi-depressed. I mean, I was going to a job every day that I hated, mm -hmm. um, and I didn't really have a purpose in life. I was kind of just circling the wheel. What's the, the phrase called where you're just like, 
the, the wheel is turning and you're just part of the wheel turning, but you're not really doing anything spectacular. Now all of a sudden I, I found my voice again. I found my confidence again. I found my courage again and the world shifted for me. I take from that experience that I'm so glad that I went to that comedy show. I stepped out of my comfort zone. Cause also, like I mentioned, I'm an introvert. I don't like, I hate people actually. I don't even want to say I don't like, I just hate people. <laughs> so I, I didn't like to do things with people like that involve stuff like that. But I had started going out of my comfort zone and trying new things like going to the club and going to try new foods and going to a comedy show. And if I hadn't gone that night, I, I think I would still be in this rut where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? I'm miserable. I, I guess also giving yourself more credit than that, you went up to that gentleman. And I think there was a reason why you went up to that gentleman. You needed to get challenged and he yeah. challenged you. He did. He did. And just to, to be clear, I was sober. I had not even had a drink, which some people said if I had had a drink, maybe I would have found the show funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I was totally sober. I don't know where I got the courage from because I, again, I'm not that person. Like if you bring the wrong food to me at dinner and like the waitress, I'm always like, oh, it's okay. You don't have to change it out. Like I'll just yeah. eat it. So yeah, it was definitely one of those moments. What I want to ask you is, because here's something that's happening in my household. Mm -hmm. My daughter just started her career in July. She's an economic consultant. She got into this job thinking it's going to be one thing, but it's turned out to be a whole different, another thing. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't so far enjoy it. And she's saying, I don't think this is sustainable. If you can talk to your 20-year-old self or to these 20-year-olds, what would you say? See, I think if I was in that position, what I would have done right away, and I'm not, this is not what I'm saying you should do, but I would have already started looking for a new job. But I think before you start looking for a new job, really start doing some introspection. Like, what is it that you want to be doing? What is it that's going to make you feel happy and make you feel fulfilled? And then how do you make sure when you're interviewing for your next job, you make sure that it is what they're saying it is. So what questions do I ask? Because when I was going through college interviews, like getting my first job, and even in my mid-20s, I always wanted to impress them. I always wanted to make sure I was putting my best foot forward and that they loved me. But what I've started to realize into my 30s then is I want to love them too. And if I don't love them, then it's not a good fit. So I've actually said no to job opportunities. And it's funny because my dad gets so angry. He's like, how can you say no to a job? And I'm like, because I'm not going to be happy there. They love me, but I don't love them. So it has to be a relationship. It has to be love on both sides. And so I would say, if it's not what you want, before you quickly jump out of that situation, take this time to really dig deep and Go try new things, talk to friends, set up coffee chats, figure out what is it that you really want to do and then figure out what company is going to give you so you're not wasting time applying blindly to a lot of different places. Great. Thank you for that guidance. And so what is the life lesson that you got out of this whole experience of getting on stage after that challenge and now becoming oh, Florida's funniest female? <laughs> Definitely stepping out of my comfort zone, definitely doing things that I never thought I would want to do or even experiencing things. So now it's like part of my DNA. Anybody who asks me to do anything, of course, within legal bounds, I always want to try it. I always want to go and see it. So whether it's opera or play or spoken word or even traveling somewhere where I'm like, eh, I don't know about going to that location, but always just stepping out of my comfort zone because you just never know who you're going to meet, what you're going to see, what you're going to learn and how it's going to shape you in your future. 
Yep. So let me ask you this. Who is your best comedian? Who do you love to oh, listen man. to? That's such a hard question. I think it just depends on my mood. I love how Ellen has been able to carve a space for herself. I mean, she's a clean comedian. She was able to take a story that people didn't want to listen to and turn it into her own TV show and then her own talk show. I love Chris Rock because he's never afraid to say what's really on his mind. Right now, I really love Dave Chappelle because with all this cancel culture, he's sticking by his guns. He's not allowing the people to make him apologize for something that he doesn't feel he needs to apologize for. He's expressing his First Amendment right. And people are being very sensitive to that. And I understand where they're coming, but I respect him for not folding his card. So I think it just depends on what kind of mood I am in the day. <laughs> All right, but your main message is get out of your comfort zone and see the magic that can happen. Mm -hmm. Great. All right, yes, you're ready for yes, your for second sure. story now. So once I started doing comedy, a lot of people started to reach out to me to do different things. It was always like, will you do this show or will you do this TV show? There was just a lot of opportunities that kept coming my way. And sometimes you have to be not hesitant, but you have to really dissect the opportunities because sometimes they're not the best opportunities for you. But you also get scared, right? You don't want to, you don't want to tr go too far out of your comfort zone. And I was having that problem when I first started doing comedy is now all these other opportunities were coming my way. And one of them was to do radio. And my fear with radio was that in college, two of my roommates were actually on the radio. They were both DJs. And at no point in my college life did I ever say, I want to do radio. Like it never even occurred to me that I wanted to be a radio DJ or radio host. So when someone reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to come on the radio? Part of me was like, no, it doesn't interest me. It's not something I want to do. But what I had to remember is that I'm now five or six years older. I've aged since then. I've grown since then. And I had to take that opportunity. And so I said, yes. Well, I think I learned from that opportunity is you never want to say no to things. You don't want to close the door. I don't know why he wanted me on the radio. Was it for a one-time show? Was it for a full-time show? So I said, yes. And I went in and it was funny because I was like, okay, I'll do it. And he's like, great, come tomorrow at 7am. And I was like, what? So quickly? I don't even have time to prepare. What are we talking about? And he's like, don't you worry. You're a natural. You just come in. I'll ask you questions and you'll be fine. And I was for an hour and a half. I was on the radio and then it became a weekly show for about two or three years. I was on a weekly show and then I got my own show. And what I really learned from that was we are our biggest obstacles. Like, I was letting my fear and my obstacles stand in the way of saying yes. And I'm so glad I said yes, because if I hadn't said yes to that opportunity, I would have missed out on this other aspect of my life that I didn't even know existed. Like I'm a natural on the radio. Who knew? Like this quiet little immigrant girl has a voice all of a sudden and I want to use it. And full circle, I was saying like how in my college years I had been silenced. All of a sudden now I'm on the radio and I'm a comedian and now people want to listen to me. And people feel like they have to listen to me because if they don't, I have my own platforms to talk about these issues. And so if I, the power of yes is super, super important in my life. And it goes back to stepping out of your comfort zone. It's always saying yes, again, within legal bounds to try new things. The power of saying yes. So Shireen, if you had to choose radio where people can see you and can only hear you versus stand-up comedy where people can see you and hear you, which would you choose? Oh, definitely stand-up comedy for okay. sure. But okay. with a disclaimer that only stand-up comedy in blue cities, only stand-up comedies where it's like liberal based. 
Got it. Because I um, live in Florida and there are definitely rooms where I would say, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you would like to message to the listeners? Any final message? Yeah, I would say, well, two messages. One is sometimes we overanalyze a situation. Like we have this great idea, right? We want to write a book or we want to start painting or we want to learn how to play an instrument. But we take so long to make that decision in the sense of like, oh, but I have to go to the store and buy the ingredients or I have to go and hire a coach or I have to do this. And we procrastinate. And there's a phrase, it's analysis paralysis. And I, I highly, highly, highly urge people to get over that again, because it goes to the second point is we are usually our biggest hurdle. It's our own fears and insecurities that stop us from living our best life. And once we remove those fears and insecurities, and a lot of times it's not our fault. People have placed those insecurities on us. People made me feel like I wasn't allowed to speak. People made me feel like I didn't have a voice. And so I had to learn how to overcome that. Nobody else is going to do that for you. I had to do that for myself. That's why I think it's super important to be introspective and figure out what do I want? If I had to start fresh and nobody placed any boundaries on me and told me I couldn't do anything, what do I want to do? And then go after it. That's a really good message. And I want to tell you that the next time you're in New York, please let me know if you're doing a com comedy show. I'd love to come listen to you. Yeah, for sure. I will definitely keep you posted. <laughs> Thank you again, Shireen. This was wonderful talking to you. Your stories, your life lessons, very relevant to people for every generation, getting out of your comfort zone. And I mm -hmm. love your message about the power of saying yes. Yeah, and I'm glad that you had me on here. This has been an awesome opportunity and it was great to meet you. So thank you so much. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed listening to Florida's Funniest Female as much as I enjoyed talking to her. I wish we had some more time to ask Shireen to put on a quick comedy show for us. I personally like to go to clean comedy shows, and I hope I can someday get to see Shireen on stage. To all parents of high schoolers and young professionals, it would be a good idea to forward this episode to your kids. Shireen's stories drove in a few key messages, some of which are, 1. If you know something will make you happy, then definitely step out of your comfort zone if that is what is needed to achieve it. Two, try new things because you never know who you're going to meet, what you're going to see, what you're going to learn, and how it is going to shape you and your future. Three, we are usually our biggest hurdle. It is our fears and insecurities that stop us from living our best life. Let's ask ourselves, if we all had a fresh start and nobody placed any boundaries on us, but instead encouraged us and told us that we can do anything we want, what is it that we want to do? Once you determine that, then just go for it. And lastly, you never want to say no to things and close doors to opportunities. The power of saying yes is super important. Always consider saying yes to trying out new things if given a choice. This brings us to the end of this episode. I will bring you another episode of Sharing Life Lessons next Wednesday. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be blessed. <laughs>